We all care about the environment. And now you can learn more about being eco-friendly even when you're on holiday. Find out more on the Nancy Rubin Podcast! Did you know that Europe's first and only kosher eco-hotel and farm opened up really recently in Kenton, England? This kosher eco-hotel and farm is called Sadeh, which means fields in Hebrew. That makes sense. It's a farm. How do you create a farm that is good for the environment? How do you develop a farm and a hotel community that is inspired by and rooted in Jewish values? You probably know about caring for the environment, but perhaps not as much as Talia Chain, the, the co-founder of Sadeh who has kindly agreed to answer questions from Nancy Rubin's students. We are delighted to interview her. What inspired you to help found this farm? So um, I went in 2014 to a farm in America, um, a Jewish farm at the Adama program at the Isabella Friedman Center in Connecticut. Um, I had never worked in farming or outdoor anything really I've been I was working in fashion technology before that but um, I was bored at work and I I was reading a book about where food came from and I realized I just had no idea where food came from at all and um, just wanted to educate myself really and because I um, and I am an observant Jew I didn't want to go to just any farm because I needed to keep Shabbat so yeah I found this Jewish farm and I went for three months um, and I had a very hard time in the beginning because I was definitely not used to outdoor work being a girl from Golders Green um, but I absolutely loved it after a couple of weeks and it totally transformed me. It showed me a whole new connection to Judaism. Everything we did there was very grounded in Jewish tradition, Jewish texts, um, Jewish agricultural texts mainly, and um, also um, lots of things to do with social justice and um, our Jewish traditions there. Very, very inspiring. So when I came home, I thought, you know i need to that's the community for me and because there wasn't a jewish farm here i thought i'll just set one up so i found some land and some other people who were interested in that same kind of thing and we created sada in uh, january 2017 and then um at the just on the land of skeet hill house and then we took over the running of the entire site march 2018 so that is that's really the story there skeet hill house itself was um has been in the Jewish community since the 40s and you know is a, a little gem of the Jewish community so it was lovely to be able to do that there. What does it mean that is that it is rooted in Jewish values? Uh, what does it mean that it is rooted in Jewish values? So it's a really good question. Um, we take some specific um, Jewish principles and kind of base everything everything that we do really um on that um we have we have a few that that we've kind of written out so there's a tikkun olam repairing the world a very jewish principle um and we think about that in terms of social justice environmental justice which are really you know the same things um how we can protect the people um and the non-people 
trees and animals on the planet, on this divine planet that we've been given. Um, there's Kehila, there's community. We live in community there. There's a, a group of people who live there all year round. And then there's people who come for three months at a time on our fellowship. And then there's, of course, our guests who come and stay in the guest house. Even if it's just a night or a few nights, they become part of the Sadeh community. Um, and I think in Judaism, community is just so key. You can't do it alone. It's very difficult to do it alone. Um, so, yeah, it's a big it's a big value of Sadeh. There's chinuch, there's education. Of course, the people that come to the farm, we want them to understand the connection between their Judaism and our you know, responsibility to look after the earth, but also practical things. If they're interested in learning how to grow food or how to coppice a woodland or how to start a fire or any of those things. Um, kind of outdoor education, we have education packs for year two primary school children that um, a few schools are doing at the moment. Many school trips come down, community groups, synagogue groups. We have many groups come for the day um, where they learn about all sorts of things from bees to composting to growing carrots. So, yeah, um, there's Baal Tashchit, which is a big one at Sadeh, not destroying, um, not tearing down the beauty around us thinking you know it's a it's like it's a negative commandment to not do something and um we think a lot about that like what are we not doing what are we not consuming what are we not buying what are we not taking out of the earth um those those kinds of things we talk a lot about and the final one which is which is simcha you know the name the name of our farm Sadeh, is is from Tehillim we took it from Tehillim let everyone in the field rejoice um it's about it's about happiness it's about kind of glorifying in nature it's about looking around you and not taking for granted the trees that are trying to grow on your street your park the bird the little robin in your garden like all of those little things it's about the wonder and the inspiration that we can draw from the beauty that is um, our planet so Simcha is also a big one how was the farm good for the environment um well that's a very good question we think a lot about you know individual individual personal actions so at the guest house at the farm obviously we don't i one of the first things i did was ban all plastic and single use plastic and um all those kinds of things um we compost all of our food on site it goes to the big compost heap and that the chickens turn for us um so none of it gets sent to landfill which produces toxic gases in the air it all instead gets turned into this beautiful compost that we can use in our vegetable garden highly nutrient rich you can't even buy anything as good quality as that um we the kind of planting and farming that we do is based on permaculture principles which it's not like you know we don't mine the soil for its nutrients we think about what can we put back into the soil um we've planted 900 trees there since 2018 so sequestering the carbon taking the carbon out of the atmosphere and keeping it in the taking it into the trees to use for photosynthesis all of that kind of thing um, our vegetable garden is a no-dig system, which um, is theoretically to require less water, less weeding, less input, um, all that kind of thing. And then there's and then there's the food. You know, the quality of the food. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, I'm not going to eat rice and lentils." I'm like, "No, this isn't just the the quality of our food. Is everything 
is organic it's locally produced where i in terms of vegetables wherever i can but the we really care about the provenance of it, it hasn't flown too many miles or the people who are growing it are paid properly um that's really important you know our food supply chain especially you know you're buying rice you're buying you're buying things from abroad who's growing it who's certifying that are they using pesticides where people don't have the proper equipment or clothes and they're getting harmed from that all of those kinds of things we think about um down to the curtains that we buy made from recycled plastic bottles everything and yes maybe it makes it a little bit more expensive but it means that we're not um harming in terms of supply chains further down further down the line so yeah there's a lot of that why is the farm meat free uh, well um Animal agriculture is responsible for a lot of global emissions, for a high amount of global emissions, first of all. So where possible, we have dramatically reduced that, which just really has reduced our carbon footprint. If you ever go on a carbon footprint calculator, which I highly recommend, you can see where you're spending all of your all of your kind of carbon credits and it's mainly if you fly and go on holiday it's flying and it's eating meat. Um, and dairy. So if you cut that out, you already are cutting your emissions, which is just absolutely necessary. It's absolutely necessary. We cannot, we will not be able to tackle climate change without reducing our emissions. So that's really important. Um, I think, you know, also welfare, like there's a huge welfare aspect. We have it in the Torah, we discuss, you feed your animals first. There's many, re- there's many um, written discussions about how you should be treating your animals but for some reason we just ignore all of this when it comes to kosher meat you know as long as there's a as long as there's a kosher shkita we're fine about the fact that battery chickens are stuffed together in a little cage pecking at each other or you know animals are kept without ever seeing the sky or shoved together not fed on proper fed only on like fattening foods that give make them very in a lot of pain like there's a lot of horror basically in the animal industry and um you can't have dairy without meat obviously because um you need you need only the female of the species for dairy but to continue species you need to be um having more babies of animals so that you can continue that and it's it's just i don't want any part of um causing harm unnecessary harm the um the agriculture workers in um big large-scale agricultural animal farms are the poorest paid and the least protected often migrant workers that are exploited the whole system is very it's difficult to find you can find some really good quality every now and again you know rarely to eat some nice kosher meat and that's a wonderful thing you know we have it on this planet it's a sign of enjoyment if you can find that that's great um but i don't take any enjoyment from by paying into a system that is just like wantonly cruel and doesn't treat its workers fairly um yeah i hope that's not too i hope that's not too crazy to say what do you have to do to make sure that the farm and hotel is kosher uh why is it kosher it's really important to me that we have a wide range of jews come to sardes so uh we have this amazing space which i think is actually quite rare where we have really a lot of the 
um, Orthodox community come because we have KLBD certification, which we're so glad to work with the Betzin on and work with the United Synagogue on. It's been very exciting, actually, that relationship. Um, and then we have all sorts of other people come to the farm, people who come on our fellowship, our volunteers, who maybe have just found out they're Jewish or have um, felt really marginalised in Judaism, um, have felt really sidelined and left it and then found, oh, actually, there's a way that I can return to this community um, that is, include, you know, happy to have me, excited to have me and for me to be part of that community. So we have a lot of kind of margin, people from marginal Jewish communities come to Sadeh and they all mix together. Um, so that's great. I think, you know, food law is actually so beautiful, like Kashua, just like Shabbat. If you think about the principles behind, we have to think about what we do, about what we eat, about how we use things. It's so Jewish um, and I love it. And I'm so glad that we can participate in that. And it really makes me think, Kashrut really makes me think about my food and where it comes from. Um, and yeah. What is, what is the most exciting thing about being part of this farm and hotel? Special activities. Well, when you come to the farm, you um, come on a farm tour. We, if it's in the spring, so we go and eat all the things that are in the hedgerows. We think about foraging. There's so much that we can just eat in our British hedgerows that you wouldn't know about. A little tasting tour, and then in the summer and in the autumn time, we might try the salads or the beans or the tomatoes, whatever is growing, um, of which we have a lot, which is really fun. Um, and we wander around, look at the apple trees, just. The farm tour is always a really um, kind of big hit with people. Then we have often the bee man will come and do a bee class all about bees and you can try his honey um, and ask him absolutely everything that you could ever know. He has these fun goggles so that you can see the world through the eyes of what it would look like if you were a bee, which is always really fun. And we do compost workshops. We do a lot of pickling. Um, we think pickling is really important because when you grow a lot of food, you have to think about how to preserve it. Um, and Jews love pickles. So we do a lot of pickling and fermenting, um, making elderberry syrups and things like that. Um, all, all kinds of different nature-based activities. Sometimes we have a fire at the campfire um, and we build that together, which is really fun. We've done a shelter building in the woodland. Um, uh, yeah, we have like lots of activity sheets that um, children and adults can do kind of on their own time as well if the educators are busy. Thank you so much, Talia, for answering our questions. We have learned so much about the wonderful work that you do. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. We look forward to you joining us on the, the next. next.